Well, good evening. Thank you very much for tuning into True Crime Broads. This is Crystal and Renee. Thank you for joining us tonight. We invited me back with episode six. Can you believe it? I cannot. It's crazy. That's already on. We're already there. It's episode six. It's it's been <laughs> pretty quick. That is. It's fun. I love it. I mean, too. So, with all the craziness going on, I just I had a funny story I wanted to tell you real quick. Yeah. Um, so you know, with all the coronavirus scare, um, and that's of course not the funny part. Um, oh, yeah. I've been hoarding toilet toilet paper, and a lot of people are confused as to why. And so I, I was confused as to why. I was like, why is everybody buying toilet paper? I'm so confused. So apparently, somebody made it known that you know there would be a possible quarantine of people and you wouldn't be able to go places, which is, it's kind of sort of happened. You're not really quarantined to your house, but they're canceling a lot of things that have people of 250 or more like gathers, you know, together. And so anyway, people are buying everything actually, but anyway, so we had to go to another location to get um, toilet paper. It was just crazy. It was probably about 30 minutes from my house and I go to the store and I go to the back and I'm shocked when I see they have toilet paper. I'm like, wow. They, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a ton, but it was a ton considering that most stores have zero, you know? Yeah. So, anyway, so they have like these small packs and it, I'm not trying to hoard toilet paper by any means, but I normally buy it in big packs. So I don't have to buy it all the time. Obviously, you know, you don't want to buy a four pack or six pack. So I look up and really far up on this, uh, shelf way up there where I couldn't reach it was two like 12 packs and they had a limit of two and I thought well I better just get this so that if I have to wait a month I you know so I look over and there's a broom and I take the broom and I had to poke the big pack to come flying down off the shelf just so I could get some toilet paper it was crazy <laughs> <laughs> it was like, this is so stupid and this lady was like oh here let me help you <laughs> How funny! It was just crazy. So I'm glad you got some. A lot of people don't. It's crazy. It's crazy. I I was my daughter. She didn't have any, so I was trying to help her out. And it, you know, anyway. You know, I I accidentally stocked up. I normally buy just enough for you know a few days or whatever because I go to the store so much. But for whatever reason, last week I had bought a couple of big packs, which is so out of character. I guess I was having a premonition or something because right. now I'm just like, well, ha ha, you know, right. I'm I'm stocked over here, <laughs> <laughs> which is totally not the norm. That's I know That's it's crazy. just like some crazy times we're observing right now, I'm telling you. Oh yeah, just it's it, the problem is is the media is so horrible and they just try to make everybody be hysterical, and then one person post something and then everybody goes crazy and they, and, then, <laughs> and they keep posting pictures of empty shelves and everybody just panics and and I haven't been panicked because I'm like I have food and I'm not going to worry about it we're not going to starve to death it's going to be fine I mean it's mm-hmm. not like we're running out of food it's just people are buying it up faster than yeah. they can the <laughs> But they are doing a really good job of restocking everything. So they Yeah, they're actually having to change their hours to like 8 to 8 so that they have time to come in and work because they're getting it out there. And as fast as they put it out, people are buying it. So, But I think That's it's going to start coming down. You know, after, people are finally going to be like, they're going to just wear themselves out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you let, when your kids throw a fit when they're little and you just let them wear themselves out and go to bed. You're like, woo! Yep. They just wore themselves out. 
Exactly. Okay. Like, oh my god. But anyway, <clears throat> but I just wanted to share that with you. I thought it was funny. No, it, I'm so glad you did. It's so true, true, it was actually happening, but still, it's funny. Hundred percent, what's happening? There's mm. people panicking about toilet paper, and my <laughs> Kroger was out of potatoes, and I'm just sitting there going. Are you kidding? Right. And they usually have big piles of the bags of potatoes. And I just thought, ooh, mashed potatoes would sound good tomorrow. But like people are hoarding potatoes and bananas. They were out of both at the store. That's not even, I I was shocked at the bean aisle. I went down that aisle for something at the other end. And as I turned the corner, this whole area was, I mean, of course, you'd have to visualize it. It's a big area and there's nothing there. And I thought, what was here? Because I don't even remember, you know. So I look over at the tag and it says, you know, like bags of beans, like red beans. And oh, like, are you serious? Like, oh, they're thinking of stuff you can keep for a long time. Like it won't go bad that you can store. And then the aye, ramen, aye. ramen was gone and I was like, all right, then. What are we going to do? Like if there's ever like a really huge disaster. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I'm frightened of what will when they say we're expecting ice and I mean, I'm talking, they're, they're like, you know, let's say Monday is going to be, you know, a high of 43 and then Tuesday is going to be a high of 28 and we're going to have snow and ice. And then Wednesday is going to be back up into the fifties. People go wipe the store out. They seriously do. Did you see that post where some, that meme where someone said now the whole world knows what it's like when, um, when Texas gets one inch of ice, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. Because people, and I, I don't understand it now. If they, I remember um, years and years ago, um, we actually had an ice storm, and I mean it was sleeting like half a day. It sleeted. I mean it was crazy, and um, and the power lines got frozen with ice, obviously, and sleet, and because uh, it was super cold too. And our electricity was on for like three or four days. And that's a little more, not, not really don't panic, but I mean, at least get you some things that you can eat that you don't have to cook because you don't have electricity for three or four days. But yeah, you know, that makes sense. That makes sense, but not this whole, you know, it's going to be, you know, sleeting and snowing for one day and then the next day the sun's going to melt and it's going to be gone and you're like freaking out and emptying the store. It's just And crazy. you know what? And the news, like you were saying, the newscasters don't help because they'll break in like to whatever you're watching. Yeah. And they act like that little snow flurry is like the first <laughs> sign of the apocalypse, you know? Yeah. They're like, yeah. we're going to get snow, you know? And everyone's like, ah. Um, okay. So if, if anyone's still listening, <laughs> we're going to get into the Missy Beavers case. Um, okay. I think we're going to kind of pick up where we left off um, last time when we were talking about the layout of the church. Yep. That is correct. So um, the last time we, our last podcast, number five, we talked about the layout of the church. And I am one of those people that I like, you know, I have to do things exactly like the way they are, you know. And so it, it is confusing because the church layout is or the actual church itself is in an awkward position. And so it's kind of hard to tell which way is northeast and south and west. But for the purposes of this podcast, from here on out, I, I, we will refer to it exactly as it is on the actual printout church layout that we have so that it doesn't matter what's actually North or which actually South, whatever it says on the layout is what we're going to call it. So that way you can follow along with this. It won't be confusing. So um, having said that, I actually did another um, aerial view of the church and then added that 
church layout on top of it. And the reason I did it is because I wanted people to be able to see the actual like drive, the driveway and, you know, everything. It's got to see more mm-hmm. of it. So anyway, I redid it. And so now we'll that have. That looks that. really cool, by the way. I love that. Thanks. Thank so you that'll for be- working hard on that. I know that yeah. took some effort. So thank you. Yeah. No problem. And so I think that's going to help, you know, for us and for people to be able to view what when we're talking about different things. Because, I mean, I'm sure we're going to cover that again in a different angle or different topic or whatever. But anyway, so it's going to be on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. So if you have any questions, let us know. Um, anything you want to talk about on that aspect, just, you know, send us an email. It's truecrimebroads at yahoo.com and we will answer it for you and we'll give you a shout out. Oh, and also, um, there was a little confusion last time about that. I'm looking for the, I'm looking for the layout right now that we used on the last show. Um, mm-hmm. In the top right hand corner, if you're looking at the map, mm-hmm. when I was talking about, or when we were talking about the, the entrance that entrance. has the outside steps, that actually yeah. is the northeast entry. The yes. northwest entry over there next to the kitchen does not have that exterior stairs so that was really the only thing I think that that we got mixed up on last time I'm pretty sure so that's cool that's Um, correct I'm still not convinced which door the perp came in but I think we think it's the kitchen but I don't know we had conflicting information on that where people had said that he had come in I mean the perpetrator had gone in that northeast entry that has the outside steps so we'll try to do some more work and get that um, yeah, that one way or the other. Yeah, we've heard different ways, and it does get confusing. So, but yeah, that's that's correct. That is correct. Um, okay, so I had um, I had asked you a question, and I want to see what you think about this. Um, you had told me about the uh, on the HLN, the Crime Lies and Video. They had the Chris Watts story. And you had told me after you found that episode of the Missy Beavers case, the uh, murder in the church, yes. uh, to watch the Chris Watts one. Cause I haven't even, I, I really had forgotten that they had put that on there. So anyway, I had watched it and it shows the police when they actually come to the Watts home to, cause they're trying to figure out where his wife is. And the video is from one of the body cams of the police officer. And it got me to thinking I wonder if MPV has body cams. Right. I don't have any idea. Maybe one of our listeners, you know, knows someone that knows that information or can share it with us. Right. I thought that was so fascinating. Um, Any of our listeners that has not really followed the Chris Watts case, um, it's a horrible, horrible story where the husband killed his wife and two daughters. Absolutely disgusting. But the, the part that's interesting, if you want to check it out, is it's all over YouTube. If you just put in um, Chris Watts body cam, it's totally fascinating because when the police go to the house that morning, because her neighbor, remember her friend and neighbor, Nicole, uh-huh. Nicole calls the police and says, Hey, this isn't like her. She's not answering her phone. Her car's in the garage. She'd even gone to the trouble of peeking into her garage. Um, she was really trying to figure out what happened to her friend. And she called the police and I think Chris Watts was not counting on that, uh-uh. um, that kind of attention. But anyway, I don't mean to veer off into another case, but it's so fascinating to watch this when the police show up at the door. And like you said, you made a really good point the other day when you mentioned that did it MPD have on body cams when they were searching the church? 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it would be, it would be great for, I mean, I think all departments should have them because I think that it really, it, it's so beneficial in many ways, you know? Me too. And mm. I wonder how expensive this, I mean, I know that obviously is an expense. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, excuse me. Um, I, uh, after you and I talked about it earlier, I Googled how many police departments wear body cams. <laughs> oh, good information. Well, yeah. And it says approximately half of the nation's 18,000 law enforcement agencies have some type of body camera program oh. with, many, with many still in the pilot stage. So I guess they're saying within that number. Yeah. And some of them outfit patrol officers with the cameras, while others require everyone to wear a camera, including police chiefs. I have never heard or seen anything about body cams on, um, you know, the MPD officers, but, but you brought up, you brought up an excellent point. It really got my wheels turning. I'd love to know. Yeah, that would be great information. If anybody knows, let us know, send us an email, um, comment on our Facebook page. Um, yeah, that'd be great to know. So, Mm -hmm. um, and Crystal has some really good, um, really good topic for us. Um, we are going to take a quick break and then she's gonna oh you know what though i was gonna mention really quick while we're still on the layout of the church remember i was asking remember it popped in my head i okay so i'll lead up to it a little bit but you know we were talking last time about there being some information floating around that potentially the attack in uh, in the missy beavers case took place or at least began in the sanctuary in the auditorium Mm-hmm. And then that got me to thinking, and we were saying, well, if the perpetrator had been either waiting for her or just happened to be in that area when she arrived for whatever reason, whether I, it was intentional or not, um, I would just floated the idea because, I mean, do you think there might have been a video monitor? Normally, when there's security mm-hmm. cameras, there's usually at least one TV monitor, one screen where you can kind of see what the cameras are doing. Um, yeah. Cause you know, across the street at the gun store at SWFA where the Nissan Altima was seen circling the driveway, we've seen plenty of pictures where they, and of course that's a completely different security setup for a gun store versus a church. I realize, but they have multiple screens that they monitor, you know, monitors. Um, yeah. So I was just wondering if maybe Creekside had one and is it possible it was located in the sanctuary? Now, they may not have one at all and that's probably the case, but we don't know and we were wondering if any of our listeners might know. Um uh so I just was very curious about that. I think if we asked around and asked the people that go to church there we might be able to get that information. We'll have to remember to do that cuz we this just popped in my head. Um, yeah, that's a great question. I remember you mentioning that now. Um, yeah, that's a great question because that would definitely be. Um, and, and, and if they're turned on all the time, it's possible the perpetrator mm-hmm. could tell exactly when she pulled out and when she was walking in the building um, or, mm-hmm. you know, if they even have one. Um, but anyway, just that just popped in my head for the first time. And I wanted to share that with our listeners. Um, but yeah, um, we'll probably just what take a little break, like you were saying, and come back to the gate analysis. Yes. Yes. Okay. Great. Okay. We'll be back in a minute. Awesome. Well, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. 
All right. So we are going, Crystal's going to talk about um, something really awesome that um, I don't know that it's ever been used here, has it? You know, I don't have any enough information on that, but my husband actually brought my attention. He said that if this technology isn't used in this case, then what would it be for? Um, it's yeah. basically the perfect case for gate recognition technology. Um, they, it, there's a, he, this is the very article that he sent me and we will post it on our Facebook page. It is um, from 2018, late 2018, and it discusses how Chinese authorities have started deploying a new surveillance tool, gate recognition software that uses people's body shapes and how they walk to identify them, even when their faces are hidden from cameras. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, and, and there are all these data points, which is impossible for me to explain because I don't understand it. And they didn't really even describe it on a super technical level, but they basically, you know, the way people walk, um, this would monitor the tiniest differences. Um, for example, if, if you favor your right leg, just a tiny amount, that's not even visible to the naked eye, this technology would pick it up. Like for example, if you walk by and no one can tell that you do that, this could tell, um, and I remember somebody we talked to that we talked to a lot had said, well, that doesn't really matter because they could be faking the gate. But this technology, they made it clear that they can see through that. They can see the real, the biochemistry of your body, the physics of the way you move, the, the physical movement is not able to be manipulated, basically what they're measuring. And it, it's so interesting. And the, the computers are all, they're constantly, um, not constantly, it takes bigger computers to do gate because you need a sequence of images rather than a single image. It's, it's um, I don't know all the technical aspects of it, but they make it clear that they can take a video of someone, compare it to another video of someone, and they can tell if it's a match or not. And the accuracy rate, depending on which article you read, is right there neck and neck with fingerprints. Wow. That's amazing. So Where yeah, this article says that the software isn't as good as facial recognition, but he said it's 94% accuracy rate is good enough for, for use. Um, it's very interesting. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Where um, did this originate? Well, this particular one's in China. The other article I have is Japan. And I also understand that Scotland Yard is using this type of gate analysis technology. So I'm not really sure which company, which country is claiming to have originated it. Um, but um, there's also uh, an Israeli-based company called FST, F is in Frank, S is in San, T is in Tom, Biometrics. They shut down in 2018. Um, due to infighting after um, countering some technical difficulties with its products. So I guess they're not around anymore, but they're just saying that this one that they're talking about is more complex than other biometrics. <clears throat> it's really interesting. I, I, I don't fully understand it, but they did make it clear that they are gauging, you know, almost unrecognized things that you're the naked eye is not going to pick up. 
Right. So when when in this in this case, you know, they talk a lot about Dr. Nuremberg, the um, forensic podiatrist out of Indiana, who um, analyzed the gate on the persons of interest in the Missy Beavers case. And um, I think that's extremely important. However, um, it seems like this would be a good supplement to his work. It sounds like he obviously knows what he's doing. He's helped solve cases in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's excellent. And my mom mentioned he seems like such a nice man, you know, after she watched the HLN thing. And I agree. He does seem like a super guy. Um, but anyway, that's a side note. But I just think that, you know, it looks like they're going to be using gate recognition technology Um going forward a lot more than it's being used now. Um, and I'm really interested. I would love to see this get put into use here. Um, you know, and awesome. yeah, I mean, it's absolutely something that would be needed in this case because, you know, it's not like, um, I mean, they pretty much exhausted all their other avenues from what it seems since they're not, you know what I mean? Nothing seems to be working for them. And I guess they're not, I don't know if they're still getting tips or not. And I don't, you know. Well, you may, you may remember this, this company, by the way, is called Waitrix that I'm talking about. Um, W-A-T-R-I-X. And, and we, I will post this article after we finish recording, but remember I emailed them (laughs) and I usually don't do stuff like this, but the, the one and only time that I've contacted MPD. I contacted this company and I said, hey, um, there was a brutal murder close to where I grew up, um, blah, blah, blah. And we have, you know, there's a lot of surveillance camera, uh, surveillance footage of the perpetrator, but the face is covered up, et cetera. Would um, you be willing to take a look at it? I don't know what got into me. I think I was just desperate to see some something happen. And they wrote back and said, sure, have them. Um, we'll be happy to help out work something out with them if you could have them contact us at this 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 number and so I forwarded that email to MPD and they just wrote me back and said we're doing something similar in this case but thank you very much and I was just thinking oh I want to know what they're doing man because if they say they're doing something similar I was just thinking is there said that about them doing something similar like (laughs) I mean similar as in they're using another company or similar as in I mean, you know, what are they doing? I'm going to pull it up right now. It may just take me a second. Well, go ahead and feel free to talk and I'll find oh, it. That okay, they said, I know, right? I'm looking in the wrong place. Here we go. They, um, let's see what MPD said. I won't name which police officer it was because I don't know. It's probably bad enough that I'm saying this much, but I want to see. Here we go. Um, the detective said, I am one of the investigators working with Midlothian Police Department on this case. Thank you for forwarding this information to us. At this time, we have utilized a very similar procedural technology for this case. Again, thank you for reaching out to us. That was a very polite response, but I wanted to say, uh, what'd you use? <laughs> did, it, did it work? <laughs> What exactly did you use? Did you? I mean, and that you know, and that would be my question because you know that's obviously um, a technology that we've never heard of. We don't know how it works. So, I mean, in order for it to work, do they have to? Did they have to compare it to another gate and then say yes, that's definitely a match, or that's definitely a different person? You see Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? What are you? I'm curious. Yeah, they they. 
basically look at them side by side to compare one and get the data point. They, you know, mark all the data points and yeah, and then they check the other one um, against it. But it, um, it seems totally legit. Like that makes perfect sense. You know? I know, and I don't know why it's not more widely used. Um, I, I wonder guess, if it's like really expensive or something. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I bet it costs an arm and a leg. But, you know, they seemed, just like I mentioned MPD, and they saw the email between me and Waitrix, it looked like they were willing to do it pro bono or at least at a, a really nice discount. That was what they implied. Yeah. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Here's my husband made this point early on when he first showed me this article. And we've talked about it a lot over the... I don't know, nine or 10 mm-hmm. months that, <laughs> oh, since then. And, um, and he just said, you know, why wouldn't the DA of Ellis County and MPD want to be the first, you know, murder case in the country that was solved using this amazing technology? That would be, that would be an, a really amazing accomplishment. And, you know, as long as, you know, district attorneys and prosecutors, let's face it, they're interested in forwarding their careers. It makes that, you wonder that, if it's just a budget thing, like seriously, like who? Well, who I, I mean, that, that, was the, that was what was driving me to con, to contact this company. This waitress right. was to say, right. "Would you work out a deal?" I was just yeah. trying to put a deal together <laughs> right. and um, mm. negotiate, but I don't know. But NPD was like, mm, "Bye bye." So I don't know. <laughs> they're they're clearly going to keep their lips closed about this case, and I totally respect that. Um, I'm just obviously wish I knew what they are using along these lines if anything sounds like they are I don't think they're lying to me but I just I'm so curious because there's not that many you know there's not many companies doing that so oh well I guess I'll probably never find out or maybe after it's solved they'll publicize what they used Um, but for now we're in the dark still (laughs) yeah we don't know anything else still but well that sounds like a really um promising you know some technology like i i'm amazed at the things that science can do i mean it's just it just blows yeah. me, you know i mean like yeah, do you, and, um, do you think, i think, I think it's amazing. fairly well known that scotland yard uses that technology yeah. the gate analysis so if scotland yard is doing it why isn't it more common here um you know i just don't get it yeah i agree with you i um i hope that whatever it is that they're using is working and i i don't know if uh, they're still using the texas rangers or whoever to help solve this case but i hope they're take i hope they're utilizing every as you know every um different department that can be helpful to them i really do yeah, it, you know, they've been they've really done a really good job of keeping things quiet. And so we really don't know. Um, you know, how do you guess what's going yeah, on? Exactly. Um, well, hopefully um we we'll find out soon. I mean, it's coming up on I mean, we are actually just a few days away from it being a month few days away from it being a month of 4 years since she was killed, so crazy i hope they have something good to tell us but i don't i don't i'm not betting on it you know yeah i think that they will make the obligatory comment just because it's the anniversary 
Yeah. But I would think if they, hopefully if they had any news, it would have been released by now. They're just going to feel obligated to say something, I'm sure. You know, you see all of these, and I, and I hate to say TV shows, but you know, I'm I'm speaking of the ones that are like, you know, true crime, you know, yeah. actual cases that existed. Um, and you see some of these departments, police departments, and, and people that are trying to solve the case that just think for whatever reason people saying you know well, what about this what about that and they just kind of you just see it you see it all the time they're just like oh, you know we've already tried that or you know no that's not it or well that person I've already talked to them and yada yada whatever and in somebody in the family whether it be a parent or you know a close family member or even a friend will just be like you've got to try this you've got to try this and I have actually seen more than one uh, episode of whatever true crime story it was where they actually said the reason this case has been solved is because this person did not give up and they just kept on and on and on you know wow yeah so it's just um i hope you know that someone will direct them to even if they have to start over completely start over i mm-hmm. hope that somebody will steer them in that direction you know yeah, um, <clears throat> I uh, I don't even know what to say about that. It's just gone on so long, and that we have been they've released almost no information. So yeah, we don't know if they're really close to solving it, and they just need that one little piece of information to make an arrest, or if it's just you know they're all over the place. We just don't even have that much information, which right. is really unusual. You know, we've covered a lot of cases, and it's so abnormal to not really know anything right about yeah. it at all like which direction are they even going and there's been no updates in so long oh and i wanted to insert one more thing about the uh, gate analysis technology uh-huh. i don't have i don't have any confirmation that scotland yard does use that i think i've just heard it enough that i believed it so i did want to sort of put an asterisk next to that 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 may or may not be accurate but i've had i've heard it from sources that seemed reliable but i don't have any hard evidence of that so maybe someone can comment on that that knows more about it. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen a lot of a lot of information on the internet about it. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, hopefully something will break loose in this case. I feel like that's we've been saying that for four years almost. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. I just yeah. sometimes sometimes you just get this, you know, this thinking in your head. And you're like, well, what about this? What about this? And then sometimes you're just exhausted from like you feel like you've thought of everything. Right. And so I get, I get it. And I, I know that's why that they, they, they had somebody else. Well, I say somebody else start on the case, but um, you know, you just, I don't know. Sorry. I'm just rambling. I'm just, I'm just thinking, <laughs> you know, about, Please don't worry about it. Yeah. That's how <laughs> somebody... we all, I think that's how everyone feels about this case. It's just, yeah. what is going on? The words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you know, we, we got some, We've been getting some really nice messages lately on our Instagram, private messages. Yeah. I wanted, yeah. Com- I wanted to comment on one that I thought was really super nice. I'll give him a little shout out here. Um, he made a really good point that my husband agrees on. And he pointed out, I'm sure you saw this message. He said that the perpetrator reminds him of 
you know, like a psychopath, obviously, but kind of, um, I'm trying to look for the exact words. I'm sorry. I should have had this pulled up before I brought it up. Um, Okay, here we go. Um, He said that, um, you know, he likes to apply Oakham's razor. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I've only seen it in writing and read it and written it myself. Oakham's razor. I'm not sure if that's Oakham's razor. Oh, okay. Oakham's razor. No, it's because I've heard somebody say it. That's the only reason. Okay. And it's, you know, what that is, is the concept of whichever theory or whichever idea, if you're debating between several, whichever one causes you to have to make the least number of assumptions is probably the right answer. And um, I thought that was cool that he brought that up because I hadn't really thought about that in a while, but I used to think of that all the time in, in conjunction with this case. But, you know, what he pointed out, our listener he said that he feels like this person has done something like this before, which I agree because it just seems like a, a person who's just really mad and this is their only time to commit a crime. This is just me editorializing and agreeing with our listener, of course, could be totally wrong. But just someone who's never done this before might be a little jumpy. And this person was just pretty relaxed, you know, mm-hmm. walking around the church didn't look like they were, oh my gosh, I can't believe what I'm about to do. And anyway, and, and he, and he pointed out, our listener pointed out that he kind of reminds him the way he acts is like the golden state killer, just poking around, acting unworried, a psychopath. I just thought that was an interesting point. Yeah. You know, the, the guy that, um, and I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now. It's, it's there somewhere. Uh, the guy that actually helped catch the Golden State Killer has a show on TV uh, on on the ID channel or Oxygen or something like that. And um, give me a second. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Um, is it DNA? Oh, I can't remember the actual name of it. It's a really good series or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. they, and, and they go through and they help solve these these murders. Um, and the way he goes about, um, I guess, breaking it up and, and talking through it is amazing. Like, and he's the one that did help do the, the, uh, the Golden State Killer. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and I don't know, you, you actually have to watch it. It's kind of, it's, it's almost hard to describe, but obviously, because I don't know how to do what he does. But he goes through and he, you know, he talks to the people like, okay, tell me about this person and then tell me what they're going through. And I'll give you a little bit of an example. There was a, a man and a woman who was killed in a hotel room and the two were, the woman uh, wasn't married, but the man was. So automatically you think, um, you know, the wife of the man did it because he was sleeping with this woman and he was married. So anyway, long story short, um, the guy goes through and he's, you know, ask all these questions about different people. And some people thought on the wife's, on the woman's side that the, uh, the man's wife did it because of the way she was and different things about her personality. I really have a point to this, I promise. And then the, um, and then somebody else, oh, and then they talked to the wife of the man. And this happened like, 30, 40 years ago, seriously. And they, and, and she thought that her dad did it 
all these years. Mm-hmm. She thought her dad did it. She didn't have any evidence. She just thought he did it. Anyway, he went through and and like um, kind of role played, and it was really kind of interesting because there was things in that scene that I didn't even notice. Like they had a picture of the uh, room when it happened, the actual crime scene, and so there's these chairs. And I'm looking at the chairs and there's like things scattered all over the place. And they rec- he recognized that the, the killer was on the side of the bed of the man. And <laughs> he had taken his wallet and thrown his things out of his wallet all over the floor. And there was two chairs. And so they said there was two people here. And I was like, I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind about that. I was seriously thinking it was the husband or, or whoever. Anyway, mm-hmm. the way he goes about the whole point of that is, is the way he goes about doing it is really amazing. And I can totally see how he was able to uh, help catch the Golden State Killer. <laughs> That's insane. That's so crazy. It and is. I think I, I think I accidentally said Golden Gate Killer earlier, but I meant Golden State. Um, but yeah, that's a fascinating story. I, yeah, that mm-hmm. maybe we can maybe we can try to tackle that crazy case one of these days. And um, I think another case that you know we were talking about um, potentially maybe discussing a different case, maybe just like once a month, we'll still be going in depth detail with the Missy Beavers case, but just to kind of keep things going as the information has been slowing down from um, law enforcement on Missy Beavers, um, maybe just one episode a month, we will discuss a totally different case. I was going to see what you thought about maybe in um, Midlothian's other high profile case, the one, um, gosh, it's been 30 years ago. um, was the, um, Oh yeah, George, um, the the um, undercover police officer that was murdered yes. by Ruff- high school students. That might Ruff- be an interesting Ruffield. one. Too. Yes, thank you. Yes, 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 that might be a good one for us to go over since it's the same town. Um, mm. And it was another very ho- high profile case. Um, got solved pretty quickly though, but still, it's a fascinating case. Um, it really is. Yeah, we can probably go over that one at some point. Um, yeah, there's definitely not a shortage of cases to go over. So we will always have something to talk about, even if we are at a, a, a loss on Missy Beavers, which there's plenty to talk about on that case, too. It's and just we something. won't stop. Yeah, we won't yeah, stop. Yeah, we won't stop. Yeah, there's plenty to talk about. Um, sometimes we just, I think that me and you talk so often that we just kind of wear ourselves out on it sometimes. So when, <laughs> that'll be a nice break. When I also think that we forget, like we'll, we talk about so much and then we think, oh, wait a minute. We haven't mentioned that on the podcast. We need to remember yeah, to do that. Exactly. Because um, yeah. we talk, like you said, we talk so much that um, to one another, we don't, we have to make sure that we're remembering the better points to bring up on the podcast. Right. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to cover tonight? I'm looking, um, I made some very brief notes and the gate analysis was probably my big thing. Um, I just kind of wanted to see what our listeners thought about the gate analysis technology. It might be too, it might be too much in its infancy right now to be useful. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, when I sit down and think of the totality of the evidence, we've got this character on video for no telling how long he was in the building for about half an hour, but those um, cameras were switching on, you know, when he would walk past, he, he or she would walk past him. And then, um, I don't know. It's just kind of, and then I think about the gate analysis that's available, this technology, and I think about different things and I think, man, it seems like they should be closing in on someone, you know? Yeah. And you know, the thing is, is that uh, with surveillance cameras, 
you know, they were able to find the, find, oh, let me say, find someone. They don't know who it is on cameras at the SWFA um, several hours before this, this occurred. But, I, you know, and I know that people have mentioned this. I just wonder if they were able to find anything or if it was too much. But there are cameras going down 287, going east and west. So um, you think if they have, you know, they have time frames to look into. You, you know, I just wonder if they were able to utilize any of those businesses that were up and down that that highway to see if anything was caught on them. Because there's um, several businesses, like, for instance, Whataburger is not far from there. And that's mm-hmm. 24 hours. Um, you know, things like that. And there's a gas station down there that's 24 hours. And then there's also cameras at the red light that you come to not far from the church. So, Yeah. I just wonder, and, and, and you know, you know, this is jumping back, but you know, when they said that at the very beginning that they were checking with local businesses to see if the um, they had caught anything on their surveillance cameras that might be helpful, and that sounds logical. Like you would think that maybe Waterberg might catch somebody zooming by at that time of night or something, but right. apparently, I think they said they came up with nothing. So yeah. that's a shame. Yeah, that is a shame because there's so much technology, and it just you know. Sometimes and you know there really was helpful. a lot there was a lot of red light cameras back then. Uh, they've pulled them out of Frisco since then. I don't know what the situation was down there. Did you guys have those in the area? You know I, they do. I don't know that they use them though, but they they're still there. Although they only do, and obviously the perp wouldn't be stupid enough to run a red light after that. Yeah. So I guess it wouldn't matter anyway. But you know, and that right there is a good point that you just made. Uh, you know, okay, for instance. When you go through the toll, um, toll tag, mm-hmm. whatever, um, you know, they u- used to, and I, th- I guess they still have it where you could go through there and just throw change, I guess. I don't know. I really don't know because I don't go that way enough to know anymore. But, or you have to stop and pay. And then, of course, people have their toll tags and so forth. But the ones that you don't have to stop at, you're just driving through there. I'm sure you're not going 70, but you're driving through there pretty quick. They get a pretty clear picture of your last place oh that you know what they don't as far as i know at least where i live i live pretty close to the dallas north tollway and um sam rayburn 121 which are both tollways and um they don't have any slow down paying anymore it's strictly toll tag and if you don't have a toll tag that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine they snap a picture of your license exactly. plate as you go and they send you they send you a bill so yeah. um i just got one exactly right yeah, I got one the other day for like $2.20. And I, the thing is, is that I have them on my other vehicle, but I hadn't added it on this one because, like I said, I'm never in that area. And so they sent me a bill, and I thought, man, that is a clear picture of my license plate going through there. Well, you don't even see it. You know, used to how they had all those, you know what I'm talking about, the booths and all that stuff. They don't have all that anymore. You're just driving. You know, it's like yeah. nothing changes. And I, for them to be able to do that, it's just amazing. Yeah, you're right. If there was, um, I wish 287 was a tollway, so we would have a clear, have a clear, and you know what, and who knows, the perpetrator seemed like they pretty much covered their bases, even though they were very lucky and took some chances. I also think that, um, you know, with the timeline and everything, I also think that it's very strong possibility, if I had to guess, that the license plates were tampered with or removed on that car. Right. Um, Or, you know, that small dark SUV that the December 2016 search warrant talks about leaving the premises. I would think that, um, 
I don't know. Probably, but who knows? Maybe it wasn't tampered with because then that would call law enforcement's attention. Anytime the police see a car going down the street without a plate, I'm sure they want to pull them over, especially in the middle of the night. So maybe I'm correcting myself. I'm thinking about this as I go and I retract that statement. It probably had normal looking plates on whether they were, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. So we're just basically just kind of talking through stuff tonight. So if, um, like we said before, if y'all have anything that y'all want to talk about, we want to hear from you. You can, you know, comment on our Facebook page and let us know what you want to talk about or what you want to discuss. You know, we can discuss it. Uh, we can, you know, talk about it on, you know, while we're, while we're recording the podcast and just kind of go through it that way. Cause that's kind of the best way to do things. You just kind of talk yourself through it, you know, and that's exactly right. how they do it. Please do it too. So, I mean, yeah. We're, just, we're just trying to be of assistance to, you know, discuss things and maybe give some ideas of things that will help, you know, shed some light on this case. I sure hope so. I just hope they keep the, I just hope that MPD and the departments that may or may not still be helping them and the FBI, Texas Rangers, I just hope they're all, I hope that at least a handful of them are passionate about this case and want it, you know, solved ASAP hope they're not losing steam or losing hope. I just really hope that they're working on it every day and they're getting close to an arrest. That's just, that's just all I could do is hope for that. Absolutely. That's exactly what we're, we're, we're here for trying to keep it, you know, keep the case alive and, um, and hopeful people will call in tips if they know anything, not just my neighbor walks funny or, you know, that kind of thing. Cause they got way too much of that in the beginning. Right. And if anyone does know someone who, drove a small dark SUV at the time and acted behaved strangely and if it's a person that you think might have had access to some kind of um that might have some kind of a fascination with either SWAT gear or police gear in general I don't know it just seems like I'm still not clear on the Nissan Altima though how how is that Nissan Altima over at the gun store but the perp left in a small dark SUV I guess if the Ultima is indeed involved in this crime, I guess they switched cars so they wouldn't, I don't know. That's just, there's so many things that confuse me about this case. You know, that's not, that is definitely not an understatement. (laughs) 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 There's way, there's a ton of stuff about this case. that's confusing. Like, and I hate to keep referring to these these shows, but you know, I think they're, I think they're a pretty good uh, indicator of what they do especially with the, the true crime ones of what they do to solve a case. So they, you know, get out their little board and they write down, you know, the, the victim's name and then they start drawing parallels to, okay, this is a spouse. This is the best friend. This is the coworker. This is the blah, 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 you know, whatever. And I mean, that, that board is huge. <laughs> the people that we have, yeah. to work in, you know, she was in Camp Gladiator and she was married. She had three kids and she had, lots of friends and I mean so it's a really difficult case so I know that I know that they have their hands full yeah and you know that brings up something else um I remember them talking about how they had gone to Austin and presented this case in front of a room full of investigators and just sort of wanted a fresh set of eyes and Remember that? I don't know if anything came of it. I don't know if they got anything out of that other than just maybe some ideas and some pointers. Mm -hmm. I just, I would love to hear an update on that. They went to the trouble of mentioning that to the public through the media, but 
you know, through an article, I believe it was, but we never got any updates on that or how that went. Um, and then I think that one of those articles we were looking at last week said they went back down to Austin and, and did it again. Um, I don't know if it was the same group of people or what, but when I heard that, it discouraged me a little bit. Cause I was thinking that sounds kind of desperate. Like they're totally lost, but on it could also mean that they're just so close and they so desperately want to, you know, yeah, dot all their eyes and cross all their T's, and they just need someone to help bridge that gap. Right. I don't know. You know, but we 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 know nothing about this case if we really think about it. I know exactly. They haven't, they haven't told us anything. Yeah. You know, another thing that you just reminded me of that I don't know if if a lot of people well they probably know about it, but it happened a long time ago, so it's kind of been forgotten. But I know that they went into the church and recreated the whole crime scene. Remember that. You know, I had heard that they had the persons of interest walk the church wearing some kind of gear, like the perp war. What is that? Which is that what you're saying? No, no, I, I, I was under the impression. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. But this is what I remember hearing in the beginning that they went to the church and just, you know, how like like a mock um, run through of the crime scene. Like this oh. is where the person came. This is where Missy came in. This is where we believe the the perp broke in. This is where they were walking when they did this. This is this, and this is where she was found. Kind of like a, you know, like they do on TV. Okay, no, I didn't know they did that, but that sounds good. Yeah, that's they did that, but I always, you know, wondered like, did I mean? Obviously, it didn't help if they haven't solved the crime. I'm I'm not being trying to be sillier but my point is is i wonder if it helped any or if they need to do it again or you know i don't know yeah see i don't even know about that 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 would that would i would love to hear more about that and um i thought that um when they made the videos that they sent to the forensic podiatrist dr nuremberg i thought that they um they had the people walk in the church yeah. And I'm trying to remember there where now where I heard that. Now I know that we had talked to someone and I know we're not going to say who because they were definitely not involved, but you had spoken to someone who um got called in to discuss um the case with NPD and they went ahead and had that person walk. I yeah. believe that happened at NPD's headquarters, right? Yes, that happened at the place. Yeah, that wasn't it. Yeah, I think the people they took to the church to make the podiatrist video um, was people they really thought did it or could have done it. But then again, maybe it didn't occur at the church. Maybe they just had them walk in some gear. I'm trying to remember where we heard that, that they did that at the church. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I never heard that they did it at the church. I always heard that they okay. did it at the police department. Now, I don't, you know, I don't know. Okay. We hear different things, but that's the only thing that mm-hmm. I had heard, that they just had them come down to the station and walk from one side of the room to the other and just check them out. And then I they videoed them, and then I know they took the video, and then they showed it to Dr. Nuremberg, and then he went from there. Right. So that's the only part I knew, but, um, yeah. but yeah, there's so much available. So we're just hoping that, you know, something comes through and. Well, I know, and I know I keep saying, Oh, that reminds me of this. That I'll make this the last time I say that <laughs> until our next <laughs> podcast. But Indeed. there is one thing I thought of just now is you reminded me of Dr. Nuremberg's findings that were outlined in the HLN show, but way before that it was outlined in the 2016, December, 2016 search warrant. 
And, you know, he had said there was one person that was a POI that he could not rule out, but he did rule out everyone else. And remember when I messaged him on Facebook and I was like, hi, Dr. Nuremberg. Um, <laughs> and I was like, um, who do you mind if I ask who are the people that were ruled out? And he was so nice. He wrote back and was really sweet. And he was like, I'm sorry, but due to the investigation, I'm not allowed to tell that. And I thought that was really nice of him. He was super nice about it. Yeah. Um, it but anyway, yeah, I didn't think he would be able to tell me, but you know how it is. You kind of yeah. go, hey, it's worth a yeah. shot. You yeah, ask. <laughs> yeah, never hurts to ask. Right. But, but anyway, the one person, if our listeners did not listen to, I think it was episode, I'm starting to get confused now. It might have been four three, where we discussed four. this. Yeah, maybe yeah. three or four. But the the POI that they that Dr. Nuremberg stated that he could not rule out was Bobby Henry, the security guard um, that worked Missy's memorial service. Um, and this is all laid out in the public records of the 20, the December 2016 search warrant. Um, we will post that on Facebook or um, so that people know what we're talking about. But um, anyway, that was just um, and they said that they he was able to rule out the other people based on their gate. So really wish we knew who the other people were that got ruled out so we could stop yeah. thinking about them. <laughs> right. Talking about yeah, them. It really kind of helps to put the puzzle pieces together, you know, but you know, I get why they don't want us all blabbing about it, especially on a dang's uh, podcast. I'm sure if you knew how to podcast, you'd be like, Oh heck no lady. Wait, but, at the, but, but at the time I didn't. So <laughs> that's true. Anyway. That's true. But yeah, <laughs> well, some good information. So hopefully, um, Hopefully we haven't bored y'all to death with our, you know, bouncing around. That's okay. It was just the way this particular podcast needed to be. We should have named it Two Ladies with ADD. <laughs> thanks for <laughs> thanks for tuning in. <laughs> oh, gosh. We, um, kind of, we kind of bounce off each other and it just flows. <laughs> it works, though. Our phone it conversations, only, only we understand them. And now we're like, oh, um, <laughs> yeah, we don't have to worry about people listening in. No one would be able to follow it. But um, anyway, we just really want to thank all of our listeners. Thanks for bearing with us and listening to us go on and on about this. And if anyone has anything, we say this at the end of any, every single show, but if there's anything you want us to research or cover, please drop us a note and email at truecrimebroads at yahoo.com or we're on Instagram as truecrimebroads. We're on Facebook, truecrimebroads. And if you would just drop us a private message or a comment on any of our pictures or whatever and just let us know if there's anything you want us to cover we would love to absolutely we um i guess this will conclude episode six and we will try to have some great information for y'all on episode seven coming up if y'all have any um tips for the police department be sure and let them know at 972-937-7297 or 972-937-PAYS and I just wanted to get a, give a final shout out to our super nice listener that sent us the private message. His name is Dale. I'm not going to say his last name because I don't have permission to give him a shout out. But hey, Dale, if you're listening, I just really want to thank you so much for your thoughtful comments. And he was the one that talked about the Golden Gate, the oh, Golden yeah. State Killer and really nice guy. And he's apparently listened to every single one of our podcasts. So thank you, Dale. Yeah, we, appreciate we appreciate you. And we appreciate every single one of you that are listening. Absolutely. All right. Well, we appreciate it. We y'all have a great night. We'll see you next time.